say, yo, he's having a ball. And you know, they asked me to get on the mic. And they asked me, can I kick it? Words. Can I kick it? Yo guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the CW Clinic. My name is Chris. I'm your host. I'm very excited today. After an hour of production, I'm finally able to record two microphones. Again, it's been a while since I've had to do that on the show, and I've hinted that today was coming in the previous episodes. And we have a guest with us today, which I want to formally introduce properly before he says anything. But before I even introduce him, I want to talk about the day that I met him. I don't know if he remembers this. You remember that? I do remember Wow. Profound. This was probably 2008, maybe 2009, if I remember correctly. I was fresh out of the Army. My good friend and I, Kevin, who was fresh out of the Marine Corps, both of us were working out at Planet Fitness in Brantford Mm -hmm. at that point, and we were both in extraordinarily good shape. I mean, fresh out of the military good shape. And Kevin and I are working out, like, you know, we got our abs out, and, you know, we're flexing, and, you know, typical (laughs) mid-20s meathead, and this, this gentleman walks over, and He's senior uh, by about, oh, about 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And he's in better shape. Than- <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. He, he's in better shape than us. And um, he just starts complimenting us on how great we look and so on and so forth. And uh, we had this awesome conversation. And ever since that day, I believe that was the first time I met mm-hmm. you. I believe I could be wrong. Yeah, I remember uh, being the head trainer there. You're the head trainer. That's right, for the cats. Yeah, Mike Katz Katz. Jerry Mastrangelo and all those folks over there. So without further ado, and I really don't want to mess up this introduction, and introduction is actually something that I could get better with. Um, (laughs) You're doing a great job. Well, thank you. You're just authentic, you're real, and I I respect that. And, And something that I need to get better at is introducing people properly. And... To introduce our guest here for episode 72 of the CW Click wow. uh, is, yeah, we're getting close to 100 here, <laughs> but uh, he is a man that has 40 years experience on the microphone. Oh, 40. Jurassic John here. <laughs> <laughs> 40 years experience. He has so much experience on the microphone. Uh, he's definitely the most seasoned guest on a microphone. On this show, he, now there's a euphemistic way of putting it. <laughs> all meant well. Oh, thank you, all thank meant you, well. Chris. And he works for iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. One of the many things that he does, right. iHeartRadio guys, is FM. Well, basically, it's the largest radio conglomerate in the world. Okay, iHeartRadio for podcasting, for radio stations, for digital. Yeah, 
And it feels great to be a part of that. See how I can get better at introductions? Nope, I should have no, known these No, yeah, but you're, you're doing great. Locally, mm-hmm. KISS 95.7. Yeah. 92.5 the country. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that my saying? Yeah, wrong? country 92.5. And the river 105.9. Which is classic hits. Classic hits. So you're on three of the local FM stations anyways. Exactly. And you're also a wellness coach, mm-hmm. a mentor to many. Right. And you have your DJ company. Yeah, that's celebrating 40 years too. Premier DJ. I've DJed over, you know, 2,000 weddings now. And recently won Wedding Wire in the Not Choice yeah. Awards? Yeah, we got that for 2020. We won it a whole bunch of years in a row. But you can't buy that award, Chris. It's something you earn. We call it a Couples Choice Awards. Oh, like when people buy their way into Forbes magazine? Well, exactly. Oh, exactly. No, no, you can't quite oh, do that with this. You guys didn't know that, no. did you? But but it's not just me. I've yeah. got several DJs in my company who are really, really good at what they do. And, uh, you know, it's all about leading by example. And, and guys... Who we have here today is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, I call him Johnny Cadillac Seville. <laughs> you call me whatever you want. I have recently found out that I'm one of the few that call him Johnny. Right. But John Cadillac Seville, how mm-hmm. are you? I'm doing great, Chris. Good to see you. And thank you for your service, by the way, to our country. <laughs> of course. I'm so we, grateful. Of course. Our country has a lot of history that's being made lately. Mm-hmm. And... Um, our viewers will hear this show tonight, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, what Wednesday is going to be a big day in yeah. our in our country. I'm excited. I mean, to me, unless you go out there and vote, we have no reason to complain. We really can't complain. Right. I mean, it's a privilege. So many parts of our world, you can't go out there and vote. Yeah. I've lived in countries. You know that. I've lived in countries where you can't vote, mm-hmm. and a lot of. A lot of people might not realize that, yes, your vote does have Mm -hmm. an impact. You have to act like your vote matters. It's going to make or break the election depending on who you're voting for. Absolutely. And we have to think more than just uh, big here, like the president. There's a lot of votes that you are important a part of locally, too, Mm -hmm. from your town to your state to federal. Right. And on many different levels. Mm -hmm. And, guys, there's a reason why we have the right to vote. Okay, because the founding fathers of this country thought it was necessary. And what many might not know is our founding fathers based a lot of what they did off off of Rome, off of how successful Rome was. They had the first ever highway system. Yeah. And water, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you have to have the ability to vote to have a successful government in a very layman's term it's very important that everybody does vote Mm -hmm. and it's very important that you feel like you've done something when you do yeah i believe so what do you it's a great feeling my wife and i already plan going early tomorrow morning yeah when the polls open go out have breakfast after that very nice and just really enjoy the day i mean i'm really excited about this election yes me too and i really hope that everything over the next couple of years especially is able to grow from where we are today. Mm-hmm. I think where we are today and where we were a year ago are very different. And I think a year from now could be even different, more different. I agree. Exceedingly different in either direction. I believe our best days are ahead of us. I certainly hope so. I'm an optimist by nature, yeah. and, I, and I really believe that. But we have to lead by example. Yeah. We have to go out there, go and, and make your vote be known tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't voted already. Exercise your right to vote. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the uh, uh, thanks for my service. 
it's not something that I'm thanked for very often anymore because it's something I don't talk about much anymore. It's just a chapter in the book at this point. That's a major chapter, though. You're out there defending our freedom, so thank you. <laughs> My dad was a Navy guy, so yeah. I respect that. And I wear this you know, bracelet right here with all the different divisions of the military, and I wear it proudly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And uh, well, last time we met, you gave me one of those um, bracelets. Mm -hmm. Took it off my wrist and gave it to you because yeah. you've earned it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now, the important part is you, though. And I'm not downplaying my service to mm -hmm. this country, but I am I want everyone to understand who you are. All right. Yes. when That I could be dangerous, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're multi-layered. You're multifaceted. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for for you to tell your story. Mm -hmm. And when I asked you to be on this show, which seems like over a year ago. I know. How many, how many stop and starts did we have? Because things I didn't count. Up, right? Then, it was I, over, oh. over half a dozen times. Right. So I asked you, what, probably about six months ago? Yes, you did. Mm, I, I remember it was warm. So early summer? Early summer. Maybe late spring? But we've had a lot of madness going on since then, too. I want to say it was probably May or June. Could have been. And I asked Johnny to be on the show, and we we had it all lined up. However, this summer was a learning experience for everybody to include you, mm -hmm. all of your layers, right. me, and all of my layers. And we would continually have a date on the books that we would always have to change. We'd always have to change because of one reason or another. And... What maybe six to twelve times we changed it? I mean, it's it's all about being flexible. Sure. And I learned a long time ago. I'm always going to put myself in other people's shoes, like the song yep. "Walk a Mile in My Shoes." Yeah, right. Things right. happen. It's not all about us. Yeah. You know, things happen every now and then. Hey, look, so, that's okay. Wait, the world doesn't revolve around us? No, it does. Really? Can some, you please educate me? Some people think it does, right? Yeah. But the whole thing is, you need to put yourself in other people's shoes and just say, "Hey, things happen." And my wife and I, my wife Patty, God bless her, I love her, a 20 year breast cancer survivor. So we say many wow. times, if it ain't cancer, we're not going to worry about it. Yeah. If we have to move it to another date, that's okay. Mm -hmm. you know, but just be polite about it. Let's, let, let, like I did with you. Hey, Chris, I apologize. I have to move the date. I have a radio station you know, fill-in that I need to do or something just came up. Yeah. I apologize. Mm -hmm. But it's all about how you do it. Just show people respect and be polite about it. So you're saying that if you're nice to people, mm -hmm. that it would actually help? Yeah. Oh, I've always said that be kind to everyone because you never know what kind of a battle they're going through. And I don't care who you are. Interesting. What kind of a house you live in, what kind of a car you drive. Everybody's got crap. Everybody. Everybody's got crap. So regardless of if they show it to you on social media. Right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, a lot of what you see on social media is a snapshot of where they are now. Mm -hmm. They're only showing you the good parts, you know, but a lot of times it's not real. It's like reality TV. That's not real. The minute you put a camera on someone... So the Jersey Shore wasn't real? Ah, uh, unfortunately. I don't you know. understand these I things. Know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole thing is just, you know, a good... We, we just need to be good to people. Yeah, absolutely. Be good to people. So every time that something came up... And guys, it was a lot of times. There was. It was, it was a lot that, of times least, where, where yeah. Johnny was like, hey, listen, man, I got to fucking... Guilty, guilty. I got I to gotta do this, I got to do that. And, and not once... Was it anything other than I'm? I, I apologize. I, you know, my priorities are this. I really want to be on the show. However, I got a bump. Mm -hmm. So let's look at another date. And I think this is an important example of not only being nice. Uh, 
However, there's a saying that I always talk about, uh, whether you know me in person or you listen to me on the show, is you get more bees with honey than vinegar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amen. And that's a Dale Carnegie tactic. Right. All right. We were talking about him earlier. What an amazing, amazing of teacher. Course. Of course. Excellent teacher. And, uh, but, the, but the thing about it is not taking offense, guys. So when you have to understand ultimately what's happening, okay? So when you get, quote unquote, a rain check or quote unquote blown off or quote unquote whatever the fuck you want to talk say about mm-hmm. by the way john you can cuss on this show mm-hmm. i don't know if you can on the radio and iheart you <laughs> we on, have that little button at the radio station oh, on the cw clinic <laughs> right, you right. can motherfuck a motherfucker <laughs> now, this is just raw yeah, baby raw we're very raw there's no protection here oh, okay and uh and i when i produced the show i put explicit not for children mm-hmm, right okay? i mean remember those the cds where they put the the rated or yeah. the X on it for bad, you know, and, and, and that's exactly why the children want yeah. to listen to it or watch it. Right, when you exactly. say this is not for children, yeah. of course, what are they going to do? Right. They're going to watch it or listen yeah. to it. Well, I right. mean, I, I believe in being authentic, right, honestly. Right. But what was I saying here? Uh, not taking it personally when someone says they can't see you, right? Mm-hmm. I think you a big, this is a lesson that John and I were talking about prior to the show is, you know, Chris, 15 years ago, if someone said, hey, I'm not going to be able to do this, I would probably take it pretty personally. Hmm. 15 years ago, maybe sure. 10 years ago. I think ever since I've worked on my mindset and hmm. growth in particular, I've really whittled down the ways that people could offend me. I don't really get offended very often. Well, like we said before, Chris, you really can't be offended unless you allow yourself to be offended. That's what you said when I was getting you your blackberries. Right, right. Yeah, (laughs) please explain. Please, please explain that. Yeah, I mean, you got me the blackberries. Great source of fiber, by the way. (laughs) Um, But but we were saying that, and and so many times we do take things personally as human beings because we think it's all about us, and we let ego get in the way. And the whole thing is just to be, hey, cool about it. It's not the end of the world. We can always reschedule. But it's all about the way you do it, the way you reach out to people. So, for instance, if somebody has a meeting with me or they don't get back to me, uh, I don't take it personal. I reach back. I leave a voicemail and messenger on Facebook or Instagram because I love to do that. Because when people hear your voice, they you hear the sincerity. You never text me. You voice message People me. love the yeah. voice messages because they hear the sincerity. You ever had a text and just misconstrued it and got all upset because it wasn't really intent the way sometimes you weekly. Made. Yeah, right. Yeah. But if you leave a voicemail, they can hear that. Hey, listen, you know, I'm calling up. I want to make sure you're okay. I didn't hear from you. I want to make sure first and foremost your family is okay. I missed you. I haven't heard from you in a couple of days. Just get back to me when you can. They hear that sincerity in your voice. It's not like you're chasing them or making them feel bad. Like this person's just pestering me. It's all about how you approach. Mm-hmm. The approach is everything. Absolutely. But let people know how much you care about them. Mm-hmm. And that way they don't feel like they're being badgered mm-hmm. or, they're, or the chances of being offended are slim or none. Oh, being nice. Just be good to oh, people. Oh, interesting concept here. Yeah. I, I'm a little sarcastic, John, You know, but ultimately you're talking some, some very valuable life skills right now. And I think that if someone hasn't been in sales... They, they're not used to getting shot down or rejected or maybe, you know, asked to reschedule. I think when you've been in or around the game of sales for a long period of time, you're so used to that sort of thing. It almost doesn't phase us anymore. Well, the whole thing is the most successful people in the world have the most rejections. Yeah. Because they put themselves out of there. They get out of their comfort zone. Yeah. 
and realize it's all part of the journey when you put yourself out there. And I'll even say to people a lot, hey, listen, I got something I want to share with you. This may be for you. It may not be for you. Mm -hmm. But I just want to let you know you're my friend no matter what. Mm -hmm. I thought about you because. And the need will provide the lead. Mm -hmm. So whatever the need is for that person, I'm going to lead with that. Mm -hmm. Let them know I was thinking about them. And again, if, if this is for you, fine. If not, and just let me know yes or no. Don't ghost me. And I use the term. Yeah. Don't ghost me. Don't, you know, all of a sudden, uh, don't get back to me or go into the witness protection program. Right. But just let me know yes or no, and we're cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but I, I think ghosting is something very common. of Very much. Especially of my, the generation that I'm, I'm technically not a millennial, I found out. Mm. I'm technically not a millennial. But the millennial generation and below, your Gen Y, your Gen Z, mm-hmm. and your millennials. Right. Uh, I think it's very common. Uh, unfortunately. And I think it has a lot to do with maturity as well, in my opinion. And it's not limited to millennials, Gen Z, Gen Gen Y. Happens to baby boomers like me too. Absolutely. I I would just venture to say without looking at statistics that it's a little bit more common Mm. for younger, less mature individuals to, uh, you know, ghost other people per se. But it's not a good move. You have to remember that people are always going to remember the first and or last interaction that they have with you. That's exactly right. So if you go around ghosting motherfuckers, like you're not going to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. You're not. And let's just dumb this down to the dating scene too, okay? Say you're a dude, all right? And all you do is ghost women, mm-hmm. right? Y- it, your reputation is going to precede you. Without question. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's dating. It doesn't matter if it's business. It doesn't matter if it's trying to get on a schedule as friends Spills for a podcast. Other parts of your lives. It's it, everywhere. Right. And this has a lot to do with your reputation. And you are someone I don't take offense to asking, or I don't really get to take offense to anybody, but especially with your reputation, I know you're a busy dude. We haven't even talked about you, but I know you have it. I know you have at least three jobs Mm -hmm. and two of them are basically your companies or companies that you operate right you don't operate Mm iHeartRadio you work for iHeartRadio but you are in the wellness industry Mm -hmm. and you DJ yeah so you're a busy dude I at one time had five companies I now have four companies Mm -hmm. I'm a busy dude guess what shit fucking happens but now here we are six months later we had a great talk I had several voice messages from you <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. I know how much you look forward to those, I Chris. look forward to them. He my, loves them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love them. I love them. That's definitely what it is. And now we're here, and I'm just really, really grateful that you are here and that I'm really excited to be able to interview you for our audience who is very growth-oriented. Yeah, you were telling John, me that beforehand. A lot of a lot of respect with this audience. Very yeah. growth-oriented, and I love to be able to question others how they became so successful. Now, you've done a lot with your life, mm-hmm. and I don't think we'll be able to contain it in just this show, but I think under the context of success and the mindset behind success is very important for our for the audience to hear. I know you were just recently on another podcast. Uh, you were being interviewed, the connection between bodybuilding and success. Right, yeah, just using the, uh, the principles of using that discipline to go up there and basically 
put yourself out there in front of people and do something that maybe only 0.1 of 1% of the population will ever do, get up on stage basically in your skivvies showing what you got or what you don't have. Yeah. And, and that takes a lot of courage to get up there and do that. And I mean, you know about courage as well as anybody else. Courage comes in different forms. But just to use that kind of discipline and mindset to kind of spill over in other parts of my life, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be operating businesses, by the way I treat people, by the way I treat my wife, by the way I treat friends and family, and just having that, uh, that, that motivate and the teamwork and the spirit of community between, you know, folks you're, uh, I don't like to use the word competing because we're not competing with each other. We're competing with ourselves, mm-hmm. but it just really, the most mindset. people don't realize that. No. And, and I found like in the natural bodybuilding sport, especially, you know, that we all cheer each other on. We're backstage man, go out there, you can do this, you can do this, let's mm-hmm. go out there and show them what can be done. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like a fraternity here, of, of a small fraternity of people that are doing what we're doing. Mm. We're high-fiving each other. Man, you look good, compliment each other. A lot of people don't do that in real life. They're kind of trying to knock the other person down. But I think by uplifting other people, you end up uplifting yourself as well. It's just karma, good karma. Go out there and be a good person. Be that person that people really feel good about being around. Yeah. You know, how, how, what is your legacy going to be? How do you make people feel when they're around you? Yeah. That's your legacy. Yeah, I think it's very important, no matter who you are, to be able to understand that you, everyone, has the power to affect other people's lives. And if you can help them feel better about themselves or their day after coming in contact with you, Mm -hmm. you are doing what most people won't or even know they have the ability to. Each and every person listening has the ability to be powerful if they so choose, to be successful if they so choose. And that's a gift. It is a gift. It's a gift. I mean, I'll say each and every morning, who can I bless today? I mean, I'm very spiritual. We were talking about that before. I mean, who can I bless today with a kind word? I know it sounds kind of trite, but I really believe that. Just buying a cup of coffee for someone, mm-hmm. being kind, complimenting them, making sure that it's authentic because people can spot a BS or in a heartbeat. Uh, uh, well, yeah, everyone yeah. has a bullshit radar. Yeah. And the thing is, you could tell by the eye contact, the body language, and everything else. Yeah. And if you don't know the answer to something, tell people, listen, I don't know. Right. But I'll get it for you. But I'll find out. I'll find out for you, and I promise I'll get back to you. But do what you say you're going to do. Absolutely. And here's an interesting thing I don't talk about, well, I think given this situation, I'll talk about what I did today to help other people. Um, What I did today to help other people was something that I don't normally get to do. Uh, For those of you listening in Connecticut, especially, we have a lot of wind today. Yeah. And Mondays is trash pickup. Uh, I have put away three trash cans and not including mine, four trash cans today. Mm -hmm. My two, my three immediate neighbors And then on the way to go food shopping this morning in Route 1 in Milford, there was someone's trash can. So I had my uh, assistant pull over. I got out of the car and put the trash can off of Route 1 onto someone's property. I don't know if it was their trash can. Right. But simple acts of selfless kindness. Mm -hmm. Selfless kindness. You don't have to do it with the camera on you. Okay. Do it because you want to help other people. All right. What if someone came home and had a terrible fucking day? Mm-hmm. Right. Then they saw their fucking trash can in the road demolished because someone hit it in their car. It's like, oh. Just another thing. Compounds everything. You could save them that breakdown that mm-hmm. night. Interesting you say that because the gentleman who owned Planet Fitness uh, is no longer there anymore. One of the workers, he was the manager. And I would always see him in the parking lot 
picking up stuff and just bringing it into the gym and putting it into the garbage can or just going into the locker room and just like little bits of, uh, of towel paper being on the floor or somebody leaving a, a dirty sock around. Is that Junior? Yeah, Junior. Yeah. And he was always very uh, meticulous about keeping everything clean. Mm-hmm. So I left him a message a couple of days ago. I said, Mike, I said, in your spirit, in your honor, every time I see something on the floor or in the parking lot, I'm picking it up and putting it away mm-hmm. in your honor. Yep. Doing that. So whenever I yep. see something around, somebody said to me the other day, are, are you a part owner here or do you work here? I said, no. I see you picking up stuff, picking up weights that somebody left and putting them back. Mm-hmm. It's just for the common good. You know, I'm not doing it for any kind of glory. It's just that, you know, I take pride in the gym that I'm working out at. Yep. And I take ownership of that. Yep. I and do the same thing at the radio station. If yep. I see some dishes in the sink down the hall, I'll wash them, put yep. them away. In a very micro aspect, guys, that's gym etiquette. Gym etiquette okay. is so important. Which is pretty much gone right. coming from a, gy- a former gym owner. Just be polite just, to just someone. Just put your shit away, guys. Put your, put, put your stuff away. Put other people's shit away. And then when you see that and you see somebody working out on something, say, by the way, are you working out on this machine? Is it okay if I work out there with you? Yeah. You know, just don't assume all of a sudden you're just, you know, somebody walks away and you're starting to put things away. I look around. Say, by the way, is anybody working here, folks? Yeah, the guy went up to the water fountain. He's still using the machine. Cool. Little things like that yeah. are so important. Absolutely. And you always stand out. You always stand out. What makes you stand out as an individual mm-hmm. of upstanding character and reputation mm-hmm. is by the way you behave and how you treat other people. Yeah. Especially when there's no benefit to you at all. How do you treat people that cannot benefit you in any way? Mm-hmm. That's the true mark of character. Yes. And you know, this is making me think of someone that I, I meditate to quite regularly. Are you familiar with Bob Proctor? I've heard the name. Bob Proctor is a, is a super great like teacher of the law of attraction. I believe he's Canadian by descent, but he has a saying of um, just willingly give and graciously receive. Mm. Willingly give graciously receive don't give because you expect to get into return however when you do give you create room to receive and when you give you give to help others and when you can harness being a selfless human or what i call hashtag be a good human right right you you subconsciously are well i should say you program your subconscious to do the right thing and the more of the right thing that you do will create more success in your life i agree totally the whole compound effect yep absolutely yeah that, that, that's a great thing to do it plus it's karma yeah you do the right thing you do enough good things in your life it will come back to you yes usually tenfold yes magnifies mm-hmm. the compounding effect just yeah, like exactly. you said so you have john you've been a good human for for how long like how long i mean obviously i have many 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 flaws as my wife will tell you (laughs) (laughs) we won't bring her on no people go up to her all the time and say is he really as nice as he appears and blah 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 i try living with him (laughs) (laughs) but you could be real with your spouse i mean you could be totally real with that way but uh but god bless her you know been together for 12 years and it's just been a blessing in my life good Hmm? yeah she's a tough woman 20-year breast cancer survivor. Well, Amazing woman. She basically raised an, uh, a tremendous uh, daughter, essentially on her own. Her ex was, you know, her ex, but he was he's a good father. He's good. a really good man. Good. And he loves his daughter, but they're both great parents. Good. And uh, Lindsay has turned out to be an amazing young woman. Is Lindsay like a daughter to you? 
stepdaughter, but she yeah. is. Yeah, she's like a friend. Right. You know, I never had kids of my own. I was married once before. Yeah. Uh, my first wife was Darcy. We were married 23 years ago. She passed away due to a long battle with cancer. Wow. But I married the love of my life twice. You know, speaking of karma. Wow. Because I knew that I prayed to God. I said, God, I have way too much love to give. Wow. And he knew that. And he, and he you know, presented, you know, Patty in my life. So yeah. I, I married the love of my life twice. Good. Wow. That's a hell of a story. Yeah. So. Did it make you a better man to understand that you have a lot of love to give? Yeah, it did. I mean, there were a lot of mistakes I felt I made in the first marriage. There were things. I mean, we had a phenomenal marriage, but I was more, I'm more mature now. Mm. I learned some things that I, you know, that maybe I shouldn't have done back then as far as behavior that I, that I'm not doing now, mm. you know, I mean, totally, totally faithful to both women, obviously, but just some of the, a little bit more selfish you yeah. know, back then, but I was younger. Yeah. How old were you? See, I got married at 25, I think, 20 at the time. Yeah. And uh, so I was married at 25, and we were together for actually 25 years. And when she passed away, it was back in March of 2007. And then so Patty. Right before I met you. Yeah, right before. But we kept it quiet. You know, we did a lot of spiritual work, spiritual healing. Nobody really knew about what was going on. I was still doing my morning show at, at the radio station at the time. Mm -hmm. It was challenging. But yeah. uh, but uh, we made it. Uh, I learned a lot. Let's put it that way. Good. So I feel I am a better man now. Good. I can imagine. And I think a lot of people don't realize, and this is by no means like downplaying what you went through. I'm just kind of speaking in a macro sense. I think a lot of people don't realize how selfish they are in relationships, no matter how old you are. Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say that human nature can be a bit selfish, but understanding that we are selfish is the first step. And if you can accept that you have selfish behavior, selfish tendencies, you can work on it not only in relationships, but in your life. And we were just talking about this. A lot of, a lot of many people think the world revolves around them. I want what I want, when I want, how I want it. That's selfish. It is, and it's almost like having a temper tantrum, like you're a little kid. It's right. like a, kind of grow up a little bit. It's the inner child coming out. No one's paying attention to me. It is. It's, but, it's trauma. But we also have to give ourselves some credit here. I mean, give us, sure. cut us some slack because we're all under construction. Absolutely. You know, we're all on this journey. Right. And we still have a lot of growth. But let's just celebrate the victories, the partial victories. The first step is accepting it. Though, right. Right. So accept That's that partial key. victory and say, you know, I may need some work in this area, yeah. but in these other areas, I'm a really good person. Yeah. You know, so you need to be on your own side. Most people have very, very low self images, but you've got to be on your own side and realize that you are special. You're created at this time for this reason. You have a destiny to fulfill. Well, this is what we were talking about, how everyone listening is powerful. Every single person has a gift. Everything that you're saying is applicable to every single person listening. I don't care who they are. I don't care what, what side of the tracks they're on. Everybody is here for a reason. Everybody has gifts. You have gifts that I don't have. I have gifts that you don't have. And everyone listening and watching right now, they have innate gifts as so well. So let's just clarify this, okay? So it doesn't matter what race you are. Nope. What gender. Nope. What sexual preference. Nope. Uh, what color. Uh, what your political stance is. That's right. It doesn't matter where your parents are from. It doesn't matter where you are in life. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter pretty much anything, right? No. So, so explain to me how anyone can do this. Is it just a matter of accepting? 
Just accepting and just just being your best and not using the excuses. So not being victim. Not being a victim. The victim oh, mentality. Oh, interesting. Victim, and it's easy. I mean, I can understand some people, you know, under feeling like they're a victim at times. I get that from a human emotion perspective. Yeah. But the whole point is, we have to use those challenges to as a way of a stepping stone to to, to help make us better people. Yeah. You know, we don't grow through the good times. No. We grow through the challenges. You were talking about your early days in the business when you had a studio somewhere in a basement in New Haven where it would retain water, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I remember DJing way back in the early days in a basement studio in Hamden yeah. at a radio station. I was the program director, the music director, the news director, the janitor. I opened up the station in the morning, closed it down at night, but I learned so much. Is that KC 101? No, that, uh, that was 1220 AM WSDR at the time. It was owned by PLR. Wow. So I was working at PLR on the weekends and they had this little dinky station up on the hill in Hamden, Connecticut. Yeah. And they said, go take it over. It's your baby. Yeah. And I was straight out of college. Is so that the, is that the one by Sacred Heart, the high school? Um, it's down by WELI, KC101, Radio Towers yeah. Park in Hamden. Okay, okay. Right up in the hill. Okay. But I learned so much, Chris, straight out of college. I was doing my dream thing on PLR on the weekends, playing all the classic rock and the new rock of the day. But then on the AM, it was my baby. Mm. And we were doing like, you know, kind of new wave music at the time. Which was what? You know, like when the Cars first came out. Early 80s? Yeah, early 80s, late 70s. The Ramones, the Cars, uh, the yeah, Knack, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. In Excess, and some of that stuff, which was Elvis Costello, yeah. some of that stuff, which was classified new wave at the time. And I think we should tell the audience that Penelope is throwing a temper tantrum in the studio <laughs> right now. <laughs> She's got her new duck, you bought her. Yeah, you know, uh, mo- <laughs> everyone here knows, everyone that knows me knows I have Penelope, right? And... Uh, She's a very needy dog, yeah. and she's just making a lot of noise today, guys, so don't mind her. But that's how authentic this show is. I'm not going to edit her out. Hasn't even faced me at all because I have two kitties at home that are making noise and jumping on Patty and I when yeah. we're doing our calls. Right. We love them. Right. We love yeah, them. Yeah, and you know, she's licking herself, and I got her a new <laughs> ducky today and everything. And anyone that knows her personally knows that she honestly probably lives better than a lot of humans mm-hmm. i mean she's extraordinarily spoiled yeah. she gets a new fucking toy every week <laughs> she gets steak on her food you know and if she's uh, not comfortable she rolls around and throws temper tantrums but, but she's family yeah, she is family. she's family yeah. same thing with my kitty cats i, lo- I love all animals yeah we can't really have dogs where we are right now except way back in the woods when we're by a street too right but uh Kitty cat, we just love them. Yeah. They're our babies. Yeah, and, and it's actually mm. been a little bit of a learning curve for her because ever since March, you know, people have been taken away from her. Mm. So when I had to close my gym in March because of the state mandate, you know, she stopped seeing 500 people a day. Oh. And ever since then, uh, she's been a different dog. Right. You know, she's so used to getting fed and pet because mm. we would have food out at the front desk for sure. her. You know, and uh, everyone would pet her and her, you know, her bed would be out by the front desk and everything. Mm. And, the, and the gym was 20,000 square feet. Wow. So she had a lot of room to run around. Mm. So now it's a little bit different. She's confined to the house for the most part. Right. You know, she doesn't get to see everybody every day for the most part. Mm. So she, you know, now she's going to sleep, which is a good thing. Mm. So we'll actually be able to continue our conversation. But she has more one-on-one time with her daddy here. She does. She Mm. gets more one-on-one time with me and our relationship is very much different Mm. than most animals. She comes everywhere with me. When I leave her, it's like the end of the world. Right, right. Usually dogs, they're left all day Mm. and they get to go with the owner. It's like catastrophic. Right, exactly. So you... You started off in radio in the late 70s and the early 80s? Yeah, back in uh, college. 
college radio back in the late 70s and then went to um, WAVZ KC 101 back in 1980 and then went to PLR after that and did the morning show at DRCFM for a while was uh, picked up by a whole bunch of other radio stations along the way and I'm still the I'm the only original member left in country 925 when they made the switch in 1988 wow and country music is a powerhouse format right now it's like the most listened to format in the country you were telling me that yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's extremely popular with all different demos and age groups very family friendly very patriotic mm. yeah but you know classic hits the river 105.9 all 70s 80s 90s and kiss 95.7 is all top 40 mm-hmm. all the music of today mm-hmm. so i get a chance to really have a whole bunch of fun going from one music format to another and just owning it because I love all music. I've never been a musical snob. I can do any format and make it sound like it's my own. So you've actually been in the business during evolution of music, arguably. Oh, well, back in the day when I started, we picked our own music. Yeah. Now everything's basically on a computer. Did they have records? They did have records you, back You then. would pick your own records? They, they didn't have the 8-track tapes back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they did, but they. But we had the albums and, yeah. and the 45, so at PLR, we'd be playing albums. And every now and then you would have to have a new album come in because you get that cue burn mm, ah, from clicking in the groove too much. Hot tracks. Hot tracks. So you have the needle just click in. So the music director always had extra albums and 45s in there when the song was played too much. So do you relate certain parts of your life to certain genres or like eras of music? I mean, I love it all. I've never been a musical snob. So when I grew up, my mom and dad were very, very hip musically. They liked it all. So we listened to jazz, mm. gospel, blues, folk country you know everything so I've, I've never been a musical snob i love everything from hard rock to classical everything from crocus to beethoven mm. you know it's all there mm-hmm. wow that must have been pretty pretty intriguing to see like music evolve virtually i you know my my opinion on music especially these days is i'm not really a fan of, mm. of newer music uh you know i grew up on late 80s early 90s sure you know early 90s i thought was pretty pretty interesting especially in the rock scene mm-hmm. um but uh yeah hoodie and the blowfish back then and yep. you had smash mouth and you had you know three doors down mm-hmm. and you had uh, matchbox 20 mm-hmm. i mean i love it a lot i love a lot of that 90s sound yeah i came i started actually my metallica first, of course was big yep and my, then uh nirvana nirvana exactly that was like the grunge scene that i initially kind of was drawn to uh was was nirvana nirvana was one of my first cds yeah pearl my, jam yeah yeah my i wasn't a big fan of pearl jam but the nirvana bush sublime sure, scene sure. was like kind of what i yeah. went towards as a kid but uh the point that i'm getting at here is my first cassette was queen M- music talk yeah. about the 90s sublime and some of those songs right there. right so you were able to that was me coming to like as a as a young man mm-hmm. but you were able to dj that and you remember everything with absolutely Kurt, Kurt cobain and oh sure sure i mean i remember going through all this stuff you know with the 80s you know back in the early 80s with u2 and nxs and foreigner and all that stuff thrown in and a lot of the top 40 music which i love mm-hmm. i mean i went through a lot of the the neo disco stuff which i love you know i like everything but I've even to today's music. I must admit, I'm a big fan. Are you? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. A lot of today's top forty. But I dig deep. Mm. You know, my favorite day of the week is Friday, New Music Friday, and I go to iTunes and I listen to all the latest releases for reggae, top forty, hip hop, country. 
you know, jazz, blues, and I just listen to snippets, 30-second snippets of all songs, and I hear things I like. Wow. So I've never been one of these people, ah, today's music is better than this or better Yes, I just love all music, so I, always, I had that childlike curiosity. Mm-hmm. Most people, when they get older, they become more set in their ways, and all oh, the older stuff was better than the new stuff. I'm just the opposite. So you have an open mind. Very much so. Interesting. More open-minded now than I was 30 years ago. How, how has your open-mindedness played in the success of your life because what i do is i don't i try not to be judgmental i mm. try to be open-minded like we were saying before mm-hmm. and i allow myself to be mentored mm. i don't think just because i'm a certain age and i'm the most mature or the oldest person at iHeartRadio in the building they they wouldn't look at me as a relic they're not looking at me as a relic because i go to them and I say guys show me a little bit about what you're doing there with the computer what about that new software you're using mm. what about that blog how do i do this how do i get from here to there and they look at me like this guy is not a high. He's not hiding himself. He's really open-minded about learning what's happening with what's going on now with technology and things. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they admire me because of my experience and how long I've been. So many people will say in the hall, you know, they'll call me legend. I said I'm not legend. You know, I'm still alive. You know, <laughs> right? But but they show they show a lot of respect for me because I've been around for so long, and I really outlasted a lot of my peers because of my mindset, being open-minded. You know, it's it's interesting you say that. You know, first I'm going to make fun of you because you <laughs> s- sat there and watched me struggle to get this show going on right. my software for probably 20 minutes. Uh, but uh, I expect nothing less. Would have taken me 45. So don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And then the, the other thing about that I wanted to say is, you know, I can't compare my 13 years of experience as as a nutrition coach to your 40 plus years experience when it comes to microphones. But what I will say is, over the course of the past 13 years working with people nutritionally and you know on an exercise level I've seen a lot of people and coaches come and go Mm. a lot and I think a lot of it has to do with exactly what you're saying I've always had an open mind and even though I've gone to school for nutrition and exercise science I never thought I knew it all did I think I knew more than others absolutely and it was easily put on display if we would get into a conversation whether in person or via social media which many of these individuals are no longer around and probably for good because they're not hurting others. Right. But what the point that I'm getting at is if you have an open mind and you're always open to learning and thinking that you can learn something, you will become more successful as long as you understand what you're putting into your mind is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to filter out the bad. It's like a computer. You, know, you put the right software in, so good software in, you know, and if you put the wrong stuff in, so you could program your mind in the right way by what you put into it. Yeah. But again, you have to also customize everything you do. You have to be willing to listen to people's needs and what's going to benefit them the best yeah. and not take a blanket approach to what you're doing with nutrition right. or anything in life. Right. You just have to go basically go uh, one person at a time. Mm-hmm. And when I coach people, I always ask them this question. If you were me, if you were me, how would you coach you? If you were me, how would you coach you? What inspires you? What shuts you down? Yeah. What would get you not to return my email or my phone call? Mm-hmm. And that's really important to ask them because mm-hmm. it's not about my goals. It's about their goals. And when I know their individual personalities, I could be a much more successful coach and mentor. Yeah. And, and what you're doing is ultimately asking them if they understand themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they do understand themselves, you can cater your approach to them through their self-awareness or lack thereof. 
Right. Because exactly if, right. if they don't understand themselves, you kind of have to play with the variables. Yeah, and that's and that that could be a dangerous uh, terrain to do that. You want to be able to get the most, you know, success. And I said, listen, we both have the same goal. We want success here. And in order for me to coach you, you have to be coachable and accountable. Sure. And you have to show up. Yep. It's like when I train people at the gym, I said, you will succeed. This is proven. I guarantee you, you will succeed if you follow everything I tell you to do. Like journal your food, follow exactly what we're doing with the plan, work out, be totally honest with me. Even if you cheated the night before, I'm not going to. I'm not going to impugn you with that because people beat up people enough in the real world. Certainly. You're going to come sit in the office, tell me all your woes, what happened the night before. Then I'll say, okay, let's go hit the floor. Yeah. You're already, they've already beaten themselves up. I'm not going to pile on. Right. You know, I'm going to be the best part of their day. Mm-hmm. They're going to feel a whole lot better after they see me than when they first came in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's really important to have that kind of relationship with clients, regardless of industry. And something that I ask of my clients and my employees is just be honest. Just be honest with me. Because if you're honest with someone, you know, long story short, you can generally figure out the problem. If you're not honest with someone, well, we know how that goes. And it's unfortunate. And I, I, much like you, likely know when someone's not being honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, of course, you can be fooled by very manipulative people, but uh, honesty is key. Yeah, honesty sure is. is key, and there's no reason to beat people up for the mistakes that they made. People get beat up every day. They no. get beat up at home. They get beat up on the job. They, people are talking about them, talking stuff. They already have a low self-esteem. Yeah. So let's go out there and build them up. It's amazing what people can do when they have somebody who actually believes in them and says, "Listen, I believe in you. I appreciate you. I believe you can do this. Yeah. Together, we can do this. Yep. And, and it's just that extra spring in their step. Mm-hmm. The little smile on their face. You see the way they walk out the door. Mm-hmm. A lot more spring in their step than when they came in. Yeah, empowering. Right. Empowering, empowering is, is extraordinarily powerful. Another Dale Carnegie tactic. Right. Have you read a lot of Dale Carnegie? I have read. Yeah. Not, I mean, not a lot, but I've John Maxwell, yeah. Napoleon Hill, mm-hmm. or some of my favorites, Darren Hardy, the the uh, editor of Success Magazine. Yep. I've read a lot of the the books, and I just love them. A lot of them say the same thing. They do. Kiyosaki, you know, but they're just all good. Different there's, approaches. There's nothing like the masters. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's critical to understand that a lot of these authors that are greats and have written are all writing about the same thing just in, in their perspective of what they see. Exactly right. And so many people will go to an airport and they'll spend all this money on People Magazine or Us Magazine. I mean, I, I read that stuff too. I find it like, you know, chilling out stuff and I'm in the entertainment business so I need to know what's going on. But you can buy a book by John Maxwell or Darren Hardy for 10, 15 bucks with millions of dollars worth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And those are usually the books many times that don't sell. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to the Us magazines with J-Lo on the cover. Drama. Or drama. They're going to buy all those. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's the same thing to reading a book in comparison to watching TV. Right. Or drama TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I very much prefer to read a book, as as our listeners know, Uh I think it's important to accent that you you encourage reading, especially to be successful. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Readers, uh, I mean, leaders are readers. Yeah, leaders are readers. Mm-hmm. Do you have any specific books that you'd recommend? Ah, you know how to. Well, you think, said Napoleon Hill. How to Think and Grow Rich is always one of great my Napoleon Hill book. And Who Moved My Cheese? Yeah, Who I've never read cheese. that one. Yeah, you should read that. It's like maybe fifty pages long. Okay. It's a real quick read. And anything, leadership, anything by John Maxwell. Okay. He is my favorite by far. You know, he's, he's a pastor, but it also is very, very uh, uh, colloquial at the same time and relatable. Mm. But the principles are all the same with all these great people. 
It's amazing what they've what they've been able to do. Even a lot of the sports, even the athletes like John Wooden, the, the former John coach Wooden. of UCLA, yeah. he was just amazing. Or Tom Landry, mm-hmm. the great coach of great the Dallas Cowboys. Coaches, yeah. great, just great minds. Yeah, I admire that and how they got there. Yeah, success, mm-hmm. leadership. We have Penelope that probably wants to come up on my lap. Would you like to come <laughs> up? You need to come up? Come on. How can you not love this baby? Come on, sweetheart. Look at, that. Look at those eyes. Yeah. Look at she, those she eyes. She just wants attention. Yep. That's all she wants. Yeah. She wants me to come to her bed mm-hmm. is what she wants. Now that she's gotten a little bit older, it's less of coming on my lap. It's mm. more of come to my bed. Dad. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> she's training me. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like my kitty cats. They own the roost. We just live there. Yeah, for real. But they're going to have to start paying rent. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. <laughs> certainly. Um. Yeah, you know, on the context of success, what would you recommend those books? But what other like key principle would you recommend? I just find a good mentor. You know, mentors, good mentors are hard to find. And if you find a really good mentor, somebody who really believes in you and they're willing to invest in you, latch on to them. Yep. Latch on to them and surround yourself with people who are a whole lot smarter and more talented than you are. Mm-hmm. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find another room. Absolutely. Absolutely. And be very selective of the mentors that you choose. Be selective with the people you hang out with. Yeah. I mean, I love everybody. Right. But I surround myself with people who are going places. Absolutely. People that energize me. Mm-hmm. They don't bring me down. They're not energy zaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it's vitally important that everyone understands that. And I have a show about that called Auditing Your Circle. I don't know the exact numbers, guys. It was in my first season. Mm-hmm. It's called Auditing Your Circle. And that teaches you the principles of getting unneeded people out of your immediate life, right. meaning people that just aren't good for anything other than energy sucking, drama, mm-hmm. and negativity. Audit your circle so you're not interacting with them. You only have so much energy yeah. in your body, yeah. energy for each day, yeah. and you want to spend it in a positive direction. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying not to you know, be good to people. Be good to everybody. Sure. But just who you select your time with is so important. Like you said, audit your time. Yeah, audit your time, audit your circle. That's a very important one. I actually think we've covered a lot here. We have. Was there something else you wanted to talk about? No, Chris, I've enjoyed this. I've been looking forward to this for the past uh, seven or eight months. We had a bunch of stop and starts, but man, it was worth it. A lot of gold in this episode, too. I, I think so. You're very eloquent. And you you speak very, very well. And to be honest with you, I had a little tiny bit of, I don't want to call it insecurity, but maybe maybe I wasn't as completely confident getting on the microphone knowing that you were coming over because you have so much experience on the (laughs) microphone. Yeah. But like we said, you know, we want to be around people that, and, and I've learned so much from you too, you know, so much. You're just, you know, again, you're real in a world where a lot of people are not so real. Yeah. And authenticity is so important. Absolutely. Rare, and you are just a perfect example of authenticity. Well, thank you, sir. I believe in being authentic, mm-hmm. and my future endeavors will be very, very dependent on authenticity. And we won't get into that at this time, but what I will tell you guys is that uh, surrounding yourself with good people, 
bringing good people into your life, whether it's a podcast interview or what did we do last time? We did lunch. Right, we did lunch. Yeah, we did lunch. And where I asked you to be on this show, <clears throat> and we went back and forth for about six months until you got here. And we talked about your and, book coming up too, which we, I know you're going to be chatting more about in y- the future. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I am writing a book, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on this show at one point or another. Uh, but that is the, I would say, current future event. The one I'm preluding is even grander. I heard it's going to be a romantic novel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that mo- that's what most women want to read? Right. Most women want to read romantic novels. Sure. Will I ever write one? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I will. I will happily encourage someone else to do. It. Sure. You know, there's and, a market for everything out there. And speaking of markets, I want everyone to be familiar with your product, your brand, and how you market yourself. So if they're not listening to you on iHeartRadio, which is KISS 95.7, 105.9 The River, and 92.5. And Country 92.5. Yeah, that was good. Five, was good. Uh, where could they find you on social media? They can find me on Facebook, yep. John Seville, S-A-V-I-L-L-E, Cadillac. That's my radio name, John Cadillac Seville. Or Instagram at Caddy, C-A-D-D-Y, S-A-V-I-L-L-E. Seville is spelled S-A. Or they can find me at johncaddyman.com, which is my website for my DJ business. And you know what we'll do is we'll put the links up in the show notes, guys. Make sure you follow John. Right, He's an excellent dude to know. He's local on the shoreline of Connecticut. Everybody uses him to DJ their fucking weddings and events. <laughs> and everybody listens to him on a daily basis. Really good dude. In awesome shape. I'm not going to say your age. What I am going to tell you is that I only hope that I can keep it together half as well as you. Well, I know you will. You're going to probably far eclipse me. <laughs> and I love your mother, by the way. Oh, Nancy. Please tell Nancy I love her. And Na- Nancy's did, the same age. And, and she did a great job raising an amazing son. Well, that, she would love to hear that. Yeah. She would love to, she, you know what? She would love, she would love to hear that from you. Mm, yeah. You know, I'm going to talk to her at some point again. You tell her, you tell her you said hello. And, and my mom is an absolute angel. I do this all for my mom. Mm-hmm. So next year we're, we're looking to retire my mom. Mm-hmm. It was going to be this year, but, right. um, hashtag COVID-19. Yeah, what a gift to give your mom. Yeah. What a gift. I can't wait. After I retire her, then I will live. Then you can retire me. Yeah, yeah. Well, they'll come <laughs> retire you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'll do. You're just That's the, right, I'm next. next on the list. <laughs> and, and and it's important to know that my mom is the same, is the same age as you. And yeah. you guys are both in fantastic mm-hmm. shape. Fantastic shape, physically and mentally. Yeah. And that's where it all starts is mentally. Well, it's great to be in the same senses as your mom. So yeah. thank you. You know, and speaking of greats, you know, and I didn't give you a, um, uh, I didn't tell you that I was going to ask you this uh, prior to the show, but you're so seasoned on the microphone. I know you're going to do just fine. I usually give the audience some last words, usually some sort of advice, some sort of motivation, some sort of um, something unique to what I've been going through for that week or maybe, you know, that year of my life, depending on the show. And I wanted to ask you to be able to sign off with some words of advice for our show, for our our show today and our audience, um, because it's such a blessing to have you here. And I truly appreciate you. I know they're going to come to appreciate you if they don't know who you are. So on that note, do you think that there's anything you could leave them with? 
I think in, in, in times of challenge, like we've gone through, um, unlike anything that we've ever gone through before, I, I don't know if anybody's ever gone through something like this pandemic, COVID since March. So we're all kind of like in the same basket, you know? So I think the whole thing is to go out when you're feeling, you know, anxious or not feeling so good about yourself and your situation, reach out to others, go out there and get out of yourself. And who can I help today? Who can I bless today? And it's amazing how it's going to uplift them, but also uplift you at the same time. Mm -hmm. But also one of my favorite quotes is don't wait for inspiration. Be the inspiration. Mm -hmm. Be that person who goes out there and shows what can be done. You know, it's only impossible until you show it's possible. <laughs> well said. Absolutely well said. And that, you know, that's, that's gold right there. And I appreciate you sharing your time and your knowledge and, you know, your experience and sharing your success and, you know, some little things that has helped you become so successful in many facets of life, which we really didn't even get into the depth of it. Uh, maybe, well, maybe we, there'll be a part two. At yeah, some we'll point. do a part two. And um, with, uh, you know, is there anything else that you want to say? I just enjoyed coming to your place today, hanging out with a good friend that I met. I had the honor of meeting uh, back in 2007 or eight. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, meet, seeing your doggy, Penelope, and, yeah. and, and that big, big bowl of blackberries. You know, big it was worth coming down just for that, right man. There. It was great. To, uh, <laughs> That's what I serve at my house. Right, I, I love serve it. fruits, vegetables, and protein. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and maybe some wine at right. night, you know, <laughs> depending on the audience. But sure. You know, guys, listen, we appreciate you all. Thank you so much for giving an hour of your time. This is a lot longer than normal. Uh, all of your shares, all of your reviews, all of your posts about this and show. Feel free to be brutally honest. We could take it. Yeah, lay it we could on take it. me. Yeah. I, but I value you all. I'm thankful for everyone. Thank you for all of the sharing of the show and the message and everything, guys. I owe it to you. I appreciate you all. And on that note, we'll catch you next week. Bye, guys. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Go on. Can I kick it? To my tribe that flows in layers. Right now, Fife is a point sayer. At times, I'm a studio conveyor. Mr. Dinkins, would you please be my mayor? You'll be doing us a really big favor. Boy, this track really has a lot of flavor. When it comes to rhythms, quest is your savior. Follow us for the funky behavior. Make a note on the rhythm we gave you. Feel free, drop your pants, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Do you like the garments that we wear? I instruct you to be the obeyer. A rhythm recipe that you'll savor. Doesn't matter if you're minor or major.